2: WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing
3: solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Marquell Slaughter, Roger Weiss, and we have Rich Kozak and Tony Schiappa in studio, Frontier and Hamburg. We're going to talk boys' soccer today, kind of preview the upcoming season. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Nice to Good be morning, here. Good morning, Anthony. I am feeling very Olympic today. All right, Marquell, I'm
2: scared. He's not grumpy. <laughs> Something's wrong. We're in
3: trouble today.
2: Uh, the Olympics. Hey, what's yeah. you know, it doesn't get any better than the Olympics. I'm
3: sorry. I love the What's your favorite event?
2: Uh I have two favorites. That would be the girls' basketball, obviously, one of my passions with the high school sports, and I love the swimming.
3: Sure. You watch uh, Sandy and Cinema Bob Stilson do the synchronized swimming?
2: No, I'll pass over that one, as they say down at the synagogue.
3: <laughs> I like, I, I guess if I kind of pick uh, favorite ones, I like the men's basketball. For some reason, I get a kick out of when we beat another country by, you know, 70 <laughs> points. And uh, I love track. I like, especially the 100 meters, might be my favorite event. It's just amazing. You watch somebody like Usain Bolt, you're like, Wow. That's cool. So uh, I like that. So good luck to our athletes. Stay healthy and stay safe. Not volleyball, exactly a... I like, too. That was yeah, vo- be my thing. Yeah, volleyball is cool. Do we have any uh, – I know we have a local in archery. Do we have any uh, – We lo- have a local oh. volleyball player, Matt Anderson. Yeah, we I remember went to Matt.
0: West. Um, gold medalist from Fredonia, Jen her M- name M- is – Jen Stasinski-Server. Yeah. Right, we got a handful of, How about, uh, of Western New Yorkers.
2: Larry Reagan's daughter, she's in an eight uh, eight woman rowing team.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah, em- I knew about Emily that. Reagan. Right, all right, guys, we're gonna get into uh, the program. Raj, do you have anything for news and notes?
2: No, nah, just a report. The uh, girls' uh, basketball team, uh, the underclassmen team, uh, down in. Uh, Binghamton didn't do so well. They dropped two games. They lost to Hudson Valley, which is no surprise. Hudson Valley girls probably the favorite in that tournament, and they lost, I believe, oh, by about 25 points. They uh, lost a later game to the Southern Tier team, which would be, you know, Binghamton and that area down there. So they probably have to win at least one game this morning or this afternoon in order to qualify for the fourth versus fourth seeds tomorrow. Or if they win two, they might play in the third versus third game, but I believe they're already out of the semis. They are not the team they were last year by any stretch of the imagination, or even the team that was anticipated to uh, be this year after the tryouts. Uh, Their two top players, arguably, uh, Andrea Ziegler ended up going to uh, a college visit this weekend, so she had to withdraw. And then Politics reeks its ugly head again. Erica Martinson, who was going to a school in New Jersey come fall, was declared ineligible because of the fact that she won't be at Will East. Yet a year ago, in a similar situation, she was eligible. So I get a feeling somebody (laughs) with power in that whole organization decided they did not want... uh, Buffalo News Player of the Year playing against somebody probably from their own district. It's speculation on my part, but unless there were drastic eligibility changes from a year ago, something's
0: rotten in the state of Denmark, as they say. Yeah, it's crazy. You got anything from you, Quo? Yeah, a few things. Um, Stafford Trueheart from Canisius, boys basketball player, chose James Madison um, maybe a month or so ago. To play his Division One ball, but just this past week he had a change of heart and now he's going to Hofstra to play Division One ball. So congrats to him, and I wanted to say get well soon to John Dolak the well, third, Seneca, East grab. We said he hurt himself at the Kensington Lions game last week. Um, wasn't sure what happened, and the MRI came back. His sister told me he tore his ACL, oh, so he's gonna man. miss. Missed this season at, um, at oh. ECC, so it's too bad. Um, I say it all the time, one of my favorite football players to watch, so it's, it's, it's going to be um, tough not seeing him on the field, but get well soon at JD3. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Anthony, I, I neglected to mention on a basketball tournament down in uh, Binghamton. The boys' team only played one game yesterday, but they won big.
3: Yeah, I think it was like 83 to 40 something. Yeah, it or. was
2: huge. Yeah, one,
3: one side, yeah, huge as Billy would say. I have a couple of things to pass on from the uh, Niagara-Erie Youth Sports Association. They have a powder puff game coming up. Uh, let's see. They have uh, Friday, August 19th. Practice will be held from 5:30 to 6:30. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. This will be at Kenny Field, 2000 Colvin Boulevard, town of Tonawanda, uh, $25 includes T-shirt and pizza. Uh, registration ends August 21st. Awards for Best Male Cheerleader Team and more. Girls play, boys cheer. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. If uh, you want more information, you can like them on Facebook, N-E-Y-S-A, Powder Puff football uh, so check that out also the uh, let's see on august 29th the uh, niagara erie youth sports association will host a punt pass and kick community competition at ub stadium to register for all other information visit uh, nflppk.com uh, competitions and select the event at ub stadium uh, sign in on the day of the event that'll begin at 6 30 the top finisher in each boys and girls division will advance to the sectional competition to be held at Buffalo Bills Fieldhouse. If you have any questions, you can contact Chuck Gilbert at C-H-A-G-I-L-B-1 at gmail dot com or just visit Niagara Erie Youth dot com if you want more information. Which leads me to telling a story about what happened this past week. You guys have been following you know that I'm coaching my son's uh, little league football team, <laughs> Niagara Falls Junior Diamondbacks, and uh two things that happened this week. One, all right, start off Nick is not uh ex- exactly uh top shelf athlete material at this point. You know, he's just turned 9 years Get old. Get ready to be a goalie. Uh, <laughs> no, don't even go <laughs> <he's> there. Drinking <laughs> milk so, in <laughs> a couple years. Yeah, it, yeah, well he's he's big. Believe me, he's over 100 pounds. And so uh you know he's struggling with uh, crabbing and running. And I had the bright idea that I'm going to show by example. (laughs) I'm going to get on the field and I'm going to work with him. So I get down there and I do crabs and I do sprints. Oh, boy. That was a bad idea. (laughs) My body's like, what are you doing? You haven't moved like this since you were 20. All right, so that uh, that didn't work out too well. I was in a lot of pain after that. But then uh, we start, we get the pads on, uh, and, uh, you know, like most kids – Nick was nervous about hitting, didn't really like the idea of contact. And, uh, you know, I was trying to calm him down and tell him that it was okay, you have all this equipment on, you're going to be safe, we're teaching you the proper technique if you do this, you know, so on and so on. So, he, you know, he's struggling, he's shying away from the contact, and I bring him over and I'm having a, uh, having a discussion with him. Well, the boy that he had been paired up with, uh, comes walking over. And he's also a classmate of Nick's. And uh, his name's Peter. And Peter comes up to Nick and says, hey, Nick, you know, when I started football two years ago, I was scared about hitting. And uh, once I started, uh, I didn't think it was so bad, and I I enjoyed it. He goes, and I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to slow down on the next one to let you get the feel. So Nick said, okay, Peter. And sure enough, Peter has the ball and he comes out and uh, slowed it down for Nick. Nick kind of went through the motion, couldn't quite tackle him because Peter's a little bit bigger than Nicholas. But uh, I just thought that was amazing for a nine-year-old to have that kind of heads-up awareness and caring for not only his classmate, his teammate, his friend, but to come over and make that gesture. It's it was absolutely amazing. I, my mind was blown,
1: it's an and absolutely I think that's a different kind of kid. That, yeah. that's grown up. You know, and credit to you, your your coaching style too. But you know, Roger, I was afraid of hitting too, and that's why I became a kicker. And you you, you said it? that I didn't. Yeah, well, that's all right. You get a couple ones through the posts, and win a couple games, you still get to marry the head cheerleader. So that's <laughs> a- <laughs> uh, Rich. I don't
2: know if you listened last week. We were talking about the. Uh, Kensington Lions football game, and I thought of you because the difference in the game was uh, uh, th- uh, three uh, people, extra points they, they, that were I have, missing. And we—I uh, won't mention which school, but the school that the kicker came from, uh, one of the uh, soccer coaches is in my studio with us. Today. Oh, but right, I'm that's gonna, right uh, now. I'm not going to mention any names. That's all right. Bulldogs. <laughs> hey, no,
4: but but all kidding aside, that, that you know that's what sports is all about. It whether is. it's at the 9- and 10-year-old level, whether it's at the high school level, or even the collegiate level, you know, you're teaching them things that they're going to be able to grow through the rest of their life, whether it be athletics, work, uh, relationships, social life. It's what it's all about.
3: And I'm I'm having an absolute blast. I'm so happy that I got back into this and working hard with the kids and they're a great group of kids. They you know, they encourage each other and it's just really an amazing atmosphere and I'm just so happy to be a part of it.
2: Are you aware that the team he coaches has the same nickname as the high school you went to?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Second game of the year, Kenny's versus uh Hamburg there on uh On August 27th at Sweet Home.
3: Battle of the Bulldogs. So, yeah, we're gearing up. August 20th is our first game, and it's at Grand Island. Uh, I have to get the directions. I know they don't play at the same field where Grand Island High School does. Well, there's does. only one way on and one way off. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good with that. You're halfway there already. Park, right. so no. I'm to
2: Unless you go on Rich's yacht, then he can take it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can put it over. So what
3: I'm going to have to do is uh, leave early that day because kickoff is at 11 o'clock, and Nate's going to take over. Nate Gary's going to take over for me, and uh, you know we'll be into football preview So we the stay time. the whole hour even though you're going to yeah. vacate? Yeah, so if there's any state troopers out there, just you know, kind of look the other way if I'm Great. coming down Grand Island fast on <laughs> my way. I, I'm so excited about it. And you guys know, I mean, you know, being around kids and
1: you get that first game that get the jitters and everything. And, well, and it, it, it's a wonderful way, like Tony you said, and I talk when we have our parents talk. You know, it's soccer for us now, but when you look back at your own career, I mean, how many games did you play? Do you remember the exact score? Maybe a few of them when you got. A winning kick, or a touchdown, or a basket, but you remember the guys that you played with, and that's one of the things Roger and I said when when we developed the Harvard Cup Hall of Fame. We got together. The stories the guys told were about the guys and their right. times and what they did. It wasn't about a specific score. Yeah, maybe somebody will still talk about scoreboard in nineteen thirty one and that stuff. But and I, I think maybe we talked about this, Tony and I. I mean, we're 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 combatants on the field, but we must call each other twenty times a week or text. You know, about the kids, and and one of the differences are, and maybe they say education like youth is wasted on the young, they don't realize how much fun they're having while they're having it, and so many other issues come in, like work and jobs and that. So realize the experience you're having while you're having it, and to be a coach, to get into that again, it's like a second lease on life to live vicariously through that. And if you're doing right, I mean, there's no better experience. This this
2: would get uh, Tony, might get him uh, choked up. Rich, tell a story about the... uh, Gentleman from Burgard when he came to that uh, Thanksgiving day.
1: Um, oh, um, Stan Markevich, who's still, he's 93 years old, and he's still around, scored the first ever Burgard touchdown in the Harvard Cup in 1942 against McKinley. 6-6 tie. Tony Boganese scored for McKinley, not that I remember it. Or the late the late Tony, Tony Boganese. Boganese. But anyway, we were talking about that, and uh, he comes to the Harvard Cup game, and uh, Harvard Cup Hall of Fame, he's being inducted, and he hears the name Les Molnar, Les Molnar. He goes, is Les Molnar here? And Les Molnar, who a part of, they were the original Gronkowskis. Oh, and he's six, you know, played in the '40s, and he's six foot three, two hundred forty pounds. And he tells the story as he's getting inducted. And He says, every time I ran the ball, and Bergard had leather helmets, and McKinley had the new plastic helmets. So he says, I'm seeing stars because I hear tackle Molnar, tackle Molnar, tackle. M- anytime it was sixty eight years. He goes. Les, nice to meet you again.
2: <laughs> so, but uh, no, but uh, the other thing telling me how choked up he was when he met one of his teammates or yes, something like that he, and, at the uh, stadium, not at the well, at the, uh, uh,
1: the stadium. At the stadium, and, and it's one of the things I said. How does it feel to be, you know, seventy years after you played? To say it was Burgard versus McKinley, and, and he said, "I didn't think it would get here so fast." Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, but Tony, like you said, you know, about the kids, uh, I mean, just to get in there, all that lessons that you're teaching and what you do besides the X's and O stuff, that's fantastic.
4: Yeah, and we, our model this year is embrace the process, and that's a a model a lot of the, uh, all the high school sports will have, and all, every high school coach will tell you this time of year, just the, the smell in the air, they're ready to go, and it's not just about the first game, but it's about you know, the preparation leading up to that first game. Yeah, putting the team together, uh, finding out, putting
3: the pieces together. Okay, who's going to play here? Mm -hmm. Who's going to play there? Uh, You know, if we have to make a substitution, what are we going to do on this? And and then you start thinking about the opponents you're going to play. Well, they have this style, so we need to prepare in this uh, manner. Uh, Then, you know, you're dealing with uh, right now acclimation of the heat and Mm -hmm. – You know, it's not going to last too much longer, but I hope. And then, uh, you know, so you're dealing with that, and, you know, your head literally spins because there's so much going on. But then once you start getting closer to the season, everything starts to slow down a little bit, and you're into your weekly preparation. If you're
1: an athlete, that never goes away. I still smell the wet grass, and and it feels like it should be practiced. When we had our very first Harvard Cup Hall of Fame dinner in 01, um, we got to meet Bob Rich senior at the time he was in his 90s former coach of riverside high school and he started just to talk about me thanks for putting it together and he said did you smell the grass this morning it smelled like football and i said you know mr rich he goes i smell it He was in his 90s He goes i still miss it he goes it never goes away and and, and if you do it right and you build a good experience for your kids like you say embrace that process and, and enjoy it there I mean, as we get ready for kickoff, I think that's the lessons every coach and everyone and every parent should know. Yeah, you know, all that hard work that you've done in the offseason,
3: this is where it pays off right now. So. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're talking soccer today, and as I mentioned, Rich Kozak, you guys would remember him from years and years of doing – Play-by-play voice of Harvard Cup football, Tony Schiappa, head coach of Hamburg. And we're going to get into talking about Western New York soccer. Soccer's huge. It's, it's, I mean, and it's just every year it seems to be growing and growing. Uh, I'm sure the par- numbers that you guys are getting coming out is,
1: is tremendous. Well, for summer, I mean, we tried to model our camp after what you guys were doing. I mean, like you said, we're rivals on the field. But, you know, I'm, I'm admittedly twice Tony's age. But he, he has his finger on the pulse, uh, coaching at the highest levels of Western New York. And once the kids, if you, if you make it fun and the kids are learning, it's not only getting the kids to buy in, but it's the parents to buy in. And our, our summer camp this year, including Modified, we were over 60, by far the biggest summer camp at Frontier High School. And, and the kids, besides for vacations and Darien Lake and jobs, they were still there. So, I mean, I, I tell the kids things. That's a credit to them, the kind of kids that they are yeah the numbers are up significantly for soccer in western New York. I don't know
4: if it's because of the concussions and football or whatever it may be, but our numbers are significantly higher, and we're closing the gap uh you know one one fact that most people probably don't know is there's never been a double a an a or a class B school soccer wise to win a state championship. I don't know how many sports you can say that about. Uh, in the Western New York area, but we're getting close. We had East Aurora; they went to the Class B state championship last year. We had Grand Island make it all the way to the state semifinal, so we definitely are closing the gap on that.
1: And if you look at the Buffalo area, and I know we're up against the break, you look at the numbers, just of participation, but you look at you know the 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 demographic and, and the empirical data. Buffalo was the number one of the number one soccer markets that watch Premier League. Uh, the kids through FIFA and video games. No, sometimes my son Jonah knows more about the Bundesliga, the Premier League La Liga, Serie A than he does the Buffalo Bills. He's like dead. Well
3: well, look what you have now. You have ESPN showing, uh, giving you updates as to what's going on in Premier Soccer and European uh, you know, the Copa uh, tournament, Copa the, America, yeah, yeah all, all of the various ones, and obviously the uh, the World Cup. I think that's added a lot. And as you mentioned with the FIFA game, you know, kids love games. That's huge. Or are they following uh, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco on Twitter, and he's yeah. challenging anybody to o- play it? Odell <laughs> Beckham
1: Jr. is practicing with Baron Munich. And the guys, athletes are athletes, and we always talk about that. Why can't America win a, a top level game? Because our best soccer players are playing defensive back in the NFL. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a mindset, and, and the kids are enjoying but, it. Yeah. You know, yeah.
4: We're we're definitely closing the gap, though. Uh, you know, we the Far West Regional, as in most sports, you know, you play the Rochester team, and in years okay. past, Rochester used to just. Beat us up every Dominate. year, and now lately, if you look at last year, Will North was tight in the Double A game. Uh, Grand Island won in the A game, and and East Aurora won in the B game. So, uh, you know, we're we're getting there. Um, it just takes time, but every year we've seen progression. From uh, boys and girls soccer from section six,
3: and it starts at the youth level. You know that's where it all begins. That's where they get to start their uh, their training, learning the the technique. Then when they get up to playing for you guys, it's a lot more about uh, the system and refining your game, taking it to that next level, and uh, hopefully uh, and, and beyond. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna start taking a look at Western New York, some of the uh, top programs, who are some of the top players, and our coaches will break that break that down for us keep it locked right here on wgr sports radio 550 mandatory floyd gotta have it thank you nate he really knows how to put me in a good mood Boy, We're the
2: Southtowners South actually outnumber the non-Southtowners today
3: 4-2. To it's one of Now's the most exciting chance, days in, in WGR history here. <laughs> Mutiny at the studio. The <laughs> You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Jerry here along with Marquel Slaughter. Roger Weiss, Rich Kozak from Frontier, and Tony Schiappa from Hamburg. And that's Nate Geary on the controls playing some Pink Floyd. Yes, Roger.
2: Uh, before we get into the soccer and all that... Uh, we're missing one person who's supposed to be in studio today. I would like to Rich to tell us, number one, where he is today, why he isn't here, and number two, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you should be proud, and don't be uh, humble about it. We'd love to hear it.
1: Very excited and proud, but, you know, he'd be the first one. Uh, uh, Roger's talking about my son, Jonah Kozak. Um, we found out, and me being who I am and distrustful as a Buffalonian, I get an email from Germany uh, that my son Jonah has been accepted and been chosen one of two American boys out of 80,000 to train in Germany at the end of August for Bayern Munich and and their first team, uh, probably one of the four biggest teams in the world with Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Bayern Munich. And when I read it, it was unbelievable because these things just don't happen to us. You know, those emails that say, I am a Sultan from Africa and you have won the sum of, you know. You mean the, I didn't win? Uh, and I went, the and check's I went, in the mail. Don't, don't I was remind ready me. to delete it. And I saw the phone number, which was like 47 numbers wrong, with, long with a plus sign on it. I'm like, well, that's international number." So I, I send off an email and uh, about 20 minutes, uh, excuse me, about 20 seconds later, I get uh, a phone call uh, from Stefan from Allianz, who runs the Allianz Junior Football Camp, to tell him that indeed, that Jonah has been chosen for. Uh, wow. And I'm like, wow. I tell my wife, she's like, no way, Jonah. But it's just been fantastic. The family's excited. No it's great, you know, and this is, I'm gonna go, it's nice segue into the, talking about our teams. You know, a lot of times when we play, you know, there, there might be a little jealousy. It's almost like a sibling rivalry amongst the team you know we held back till we found out it was you know ready to announce and the kids on the team have been just incredibly supportive that's awesome just like they feel they're you know you, sometimes you get a kid like why do you deserve to go why do you? And the kids have just been incredibly supportive, and you know what? I'm really lucky. And, and Markwell, you've been out. You were on the sidelines when we started this process a couple of years ago. When I when I got into it, yeah. first and foremost, when we talk, you know, we're Frontier FC, the Frontier Football Club. If I actually talk with an English accent, you become an exponentially better <laughs> coach when you do that. Football, yeah. uh, football, yes. But no, uh, we're Frontier FC. You know, we're the we're we're the soccer part of Frontier High School. And our kids, we have a really great youth movement, and they've just been fantastic. And my son Jonah is just part of the process. And one of the reasons he was chosen and one of the I, I, finding out the criteria, um, it was how you make your team better. He's he's a central midfielder, and he went from being a youth goal scorer scoring 100 goals to being the setup guy. And and we talked about this before. On know your role and excel at that you know and, and that that's been fantastic not just to
3: know your role but accept your role
1: yeah accept and 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 realize what you're good at not everybody's going to score 75 goals if you're a, a great defender um excel at it that that's what you do best now you know with frontier fc if i if i can just promote you know we'll do our our big game our rivalry sure, yeah. game It's the Columbus Day Derby. It looks like Derby, but it's pronounced Derby, and that's when two teams from the same city face each other, and these kids are so psyched up about it. Columbus Day, we're going to be playing 2 p.m. at the turf, and and when I look, we're not just looking at this game. Tony and I are are planning out three or four years in, in advance. I have a center back, Matt Clifford. Um, if he's not going to be all Western New York, he's probably the best athlete at everything in Frontier. If we had a curling team, he would be the best curler at, at Frontier. He's just that good. Um, Nick Sobzak at, at defense, uh, our captains, Drew Futko and, and uh, Quentin Landers. Uh, up top, we have Josh Kosulski and, and Sean uh, McGinney, our, our exchange student from North Carolina. <laughs> we <laughs> 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 uh, you, we you usually know. take him from England, but hey, if we no, but get we're, from then, anywhere else, I we're mean, not going to say no. We have Brendan, him, no. Brendan Buskis, uh, who who's, could be a track star. And, and he's, I can't tell you, he's taken on a, a leadership role this summer. And then in the midfield, you know, we have... Uh, Mark Proy uh, and then my son Jonah and and a lot of these guys play for global premier soccer which is like we talked about the premier level right and and the parents are are really buying into that and three years ago we didn't have any premier kids now we have six Um, we're in our division and you had the same thing too I'm playing in division one of double a I have Clarence Williamsville North uh, Lancaster and Orchard Park—that's like having four New England Patriots in one division. Lovely, you know. Look at the records: <laughs> ten, one and one, nine, two yeah. and two, just to get out. But as Frontier FC, we're really building out, and, and I give credit to our athletic director, Rich Gray. Um, believing in the process, giving us everything we need as resource wise. Jeff Sortisio, our principal, who's a soccer and a sport and a coach himself, and, and giving us the confidence. And we've talked about the relationship you have with your athletic director and the parents. And, and likewise with you, I mean, Tony and I, we talk about each other's kids because youth wise, I've coached three quarters of your team.
4: Yeah. So yeah. we're
1: giving reports back and forth. And when a kid went over to your premier group, what's the scouting department on that where where mm-hmm. guys like gabe and Seth and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it, it's a rivalry it's a derby it's a competition but ultimately we're, we're trying to foster a greater growth of 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 football or soccer yeah. in the south towns don't? yeah and
4: we uh the, our our great athletic director uh pat collie and rich gray um they set up a south towns cup which is basically frontier versus hamburg in all sports and then at the end of the year they total them up uh Kudos to Frontier for winning and uh, winning the uh, Southtowns Cup Dubai, and all the go athletics. Go bowling! Uh, <laughs>
1: the bowling match, I think it was. Frontier
3: uh, bowling is legit. It's
1: legit. <laughs> I mean, it's PB. Chris Shankle. Is, uh, the yeah. spirit of Chris Shankle is sitting there. That's a... Uh, Bowling I'm Brooks lost on uh, our younger viewers. Yeah, I was going to say Rich. <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Tony knows I it. knew who he was. Oh, I used okay. to bowling on and I have no idea. No, we no. graduates
2: I thought you were talking clash. about Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to see the bag that these guys come in with. They carry six bowling balls now. <laughs> Listen.
4: No, but all right. So, um, yeah, so these guys play together growing up. uh our Hamburg group were uh, reigning back-to-back uh, ECIC champions, and we have a big target on our on our back now heading into uh, this upcoming year with looking like 50% of our roster are going to be sophomores. Uh, so we're, we've encountered some challenges along the way, but uh, our boys are excited, led by our captain, uh, center back Sam Wright, who uh, leads our defense with Matt Evenden. Uh, Another senior captain for us. And then the midfield with Justin Weiskerger, a premier level player uh, from the Empire uh, Soccer Premier um, Academy, as well as uh, Colin Ingram, uh, two very technical, skilled players. And then, in my opinion, uh, the best sophomore in Western New York, Gabe Mastrangelo. Uh, you look at a guy like uh Greg Dolan in the, at the basketball level from Williamsville South, the sophomore that really turned the the basketball landscape around this year with with, uh, with such a great year. Uh Gabe's like that with soccer at uh at ha- at Hamburg and uh we're we're looking at him to be kind of our leader and our goal scorer. He had nine nine goals last year and uh the sky's the limit. Great kid. Uh, exceptional. nine attitude. goals as a freshman as a, as a freshman yeah, this, this we is looking, the real deal this kid is the real deal <laughs> and we're looking to, to have that doubled this year but all in all uh you, you know we have uh, a great group of uh, young kids uh we uh, we just signed uh, mike chieffo a, a assistant college coach to come in and help our uh Help our group as well, um, so uh, that that that's going to be a good shot in the arm for us. And our parents have been fantastic. So the between the parents, our athletic director, our student athletes, it's it, it's been a joy to see. And uh, yeah, we're going to have challenges with fifty percent of our group being sophomores, but uh, you know we're we're, we're not going to back down from it.
3: You guys mentioned, uh, Rich, you mentioned some, you know, the Lancaster's, OPs, or some of the other top clubs, regardless of uh, large or small.
1: Well, you look we talked about it with you guys. East Aurora, the the Star Point, uh Grand Island and yeah. the Williamsville's they're yeah. perennial. Perennial. Yeah. Great you, you look
4: at uh class B which is you know uh which has East Aurora, their ECIC three powerhouse, Pat Phillips will return, Sam Franz, a great defender. Comes back uh Bryce Schultz, another premier level player, they were young last year and made it all the way to the state uh championship for Class B, so, so watch out'll they 'll lead e c i c three but don't sleep on star point new turf facility coming uh this year mm-hmm. uh Sam Wagner, Max Balco and uh Dan Mascaro those guys will be the three, the trio for star point, who can really compete with east aurora Th- Those two teams always go at it, both evenly match. We respect the heck out of both of them and uh And don't forget about Lakeshore, who drops down to ECIC three as well. Uh, They have a couple quality kids in there.
1: Well, you you know, you you look at um, uh, John Park, their goalie. He's six foot four, and he was a starter as a freshman for Lakeshore uh, as a freshman. Uh, Maxwell Eastman, uh, Chris Pauley. These kids, you know, one of the things, when we play North, and while you've gone into the weight room and fitness is big, the Williamsville North and Orchard Park teams were as big physically or bigger than their American football teams. So you have to be prepared. Now, in the city, you have some great programs. Tony Alessi at I Prep Grover. But now McKinley, Riverside, uh, now City uh, City Honors is uh, coming up, Uh, Hutch Tech. Uh, McKinnon, they're all great programs with the influx.
2: Don't forget uh, that school on Suffolk Avenue, well, please. Yeah, and
1: and Olmstead, too. Olmstead's got a 10th grader out of Global Premier Soccer, Chris Cox, who at playing at that level, Premier in, in the second division of City Football, could, could set some records there he's wow. been absolutely and you know at Olmstead.
4: yeah we had uh don't you know we talked about a double a a or a B team not winning a state championship for boys and girls soccer yet, but the I prep did it I believe they were a class C team two years ago, two years yeah. ago led by Pa Lu who at the time was a sophomore Still he'll did. be a senior this year <laughs> we feel like he's been playing for a decade now he is a candidate a legit candidate for section six player of the year Pa Lu from i prep watch out for him he's a great player wow. I'd like to see them
1: play. They're fantastic. Yeah. What, it's entertaining. You'll see, when you watch Grover play, you know why it's called a beautiful game. It's, it's, it's absolute poetry. And if you drive past Front Park or LaSalle Park, they're there every day. Same thing with Lackawanna. They're there at the Yemen Fields, Abdul Naman Salam. What he does for that community out there, I'm a proud Lackawanan, they're there every day. And that's the edge. Where we're practicing, trying to fit in 10 hours a week, they're doing 72 hours a week, and it's called Play. You so know? glad
2: okay. so glad to hear that for Tony and Couldn't happen to a better person.
1: You know, people talk oh,
3: what's the beautiful game. You know, when I try to explain to uh <clears throat> people who don't really follow soccer and say you know, it's the game within a game. When you try to explain how uh, bringing up a ball and, and you've got, uh, uh, you know, how you're going to strategize, how two guys are going to get past uh, three guys by going back and forth with it, how, you know, the, the passing that's involved, just the little matches that go on within the match itself. It's difficult to explain to somebody that's never played.
1: Well, it's how you look at it, too. I try to tell the kids that it maybe have come from other sports, but maybe basketball offenses and defenses are probably the closest body wise to what you can do in soccer. And- and uh, I, re- I remember my, my wife's um, uh, uncle who played uh, in Italy. He said Americans are focused on the goal, where Europeans are focused on the beauty of the build-up. So when you teach a kid, you don't have to score on every play and right. go forward. Uh, and I think that's the most of what we teach. I know you do. I've seen your practices.
4: Yeah,
2: Jordan Hogan told us something similar to that when he was a. Uh, in studio a while back he was obviously in for that receiver uh uh camp he was promoting and all that but uh you know during the break and that we were talking about soccer and he did not realize it till he actually got involved and played some soccer i believe he may have played some kind of intramural or something when he was at we played at newfane
3: i thought he played uh, soccer at newfane well wouldn't that have conflicted with football I know he grew up playing soccer, and it wasn't a little later that he got to play football. Okay,
2: maybe then I got it the other way around. But he says, until you get there and play it, you have no
3: idea. Exactly. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll find out and talk a little bit more about uh, Western New York soccer. I'm a little curious as to uh, the uh, styles that uh, you guys are going to see out there. So we'll talk about that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Keep it locked on WGR Sports Radio 550. Listen to the guys live from the training camp. Find out what's going on. Get updates on Reggie Raglin. I guess he heard his ACL, so we'll have to find out. Uh, it's just typical Buffalo. We're cursed. Admit it. All right. We're talking soccer. Let's get into uh, some more of the teams uh, that uh, people can look out well,
1: for. Well, real quickly, we're going to go to Monsignor Martin. Um Got two players that are young players. Uh, number one, Liam Mulderig, who's going to be starring as a sophomore for St. Francis. Then I want to go to Nino Marino from St. Mary's. St. Mary's isn't known as a soccer school, uh, but this kid, another global premier soccer player, uh, a, a central midfielder. He is, he would think he was a European player. Just flew back from San Diego, represented the GPS national team. Uh, you talk about real deal. The kid has pace, he has soccer acumen. Uh, really, right now, it, it, the kid's going to be getting a ton of Division I uh, offers. Nino Marino, remember that name, cool. St. Francis. Tony?
4: Yeah, we'll talk about uh, ECIC 1. Uh, Clarence looks to be the top uh, Section 6 high school boys soccer team this year, led by Cam Law, Sam Sutherland, and Austin North. Uh Sam Sutherland, a candidate for uh, Section 6 player of the year as well. Um, and then a, a team like Lancaster, their youth clubs have been strong for the last two or three years, and they have a lot of young talent, led by Kevin Loftless and Tyler Curry. Both of those two guys will star for Lancaster. ECIC, two will be uh, very competitive. It always is. Um, Noah Keem from Sweet Home probably heads into the year as the best player in Section 6 soccer from Sweet Home. Uh, he'll be their forward. He had 21 goals as a junior last year. Uh, he'll look to add and get close to 30 this year as well as Aaron Robinson for Sweet Home those two up top will uh uh will be very dangerous and then Will South Will South a new uh coach in Trevor Lawler great guy uh he'll bring some energy to that group uh led by Jared Burns a forward and Joe Malinowski who can really play any position on the field so Will South and Sweet Home will look to be the two powerhouse teams in uh in ECIC2 uh and then Ni- the Niagara Frontier League uh, always led by Grand Island. Uh, yeah. Again, they—they they, last year they—they uh, they ran the table all the way to playoffs without losing a game. Uh, they ended up losing in the s- uh, state semifinal. Uh, Troy Brady uh, graduates for them. He's—he's he's off to Canisius. He was the Section Six Player of the Year in 2015 for Grand Island. Uh, this year they're headed by uh by three players Jake Leave a center back very strong Garrett Robinson a creative number 10 midfielder and uh, Anthony Emmy, uh, another uh, player that could play any position on the field, very strong, uh, very capable. So they'll they'll lead it. But uh, a team like Niagara Wheatfield, very competitive, especially with Tim Calkins, who probably comes in as the as the best goalkeeper in Western New York. By this far, year.
1: he's he's the he's the watermark right there.
4: Yeah, he plays uh, at the premier level for Empire. Uh, he's moving to GPS this year, as are, are most of the top uh, players in the area. And uh he'll be uh he'll be a force for for Niagara Wheatfield. So uh between GI Wheatfield and a team like Canis. Don't sleep on Ken East this year. Uh great goalkeeping.
2: Ken East, uh, aren't there nicknamed the Bulldogs? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph
4: Friedenberg leads Ken East, uh former a, 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 frontier player. A kid of the year. Named Dylan Cunningham. He'll only be a junior this year, very talented. Uh, player as well, so Kenice is a is a kind
1: of a sleeper and a dark horse this year uh, to sneak up on some teams. Well, you, and, and you look at that the talent. Uh, if if you go around, uh, you're finding teams like Waga, City Honors, and Eden who are going to be in our tournament at the on the 26th and 27th. Frontier uh, Alumni is hosting a tournament, the first annual to celebrate the 65th anniversary of Frontier, and these programs are starting to become a year-round program. So you're going to have kids from all over Western New York who are soccer is not a part-time love anymore. It's just a different level. And like you've seen in, in basketball, as you've seen with the seven-on-seven football camps, that's starting to bleed over. Um, and you talked about the youth groups and uh, how that feeds into the program. I'd like to give a shout-out again to Tim Bowen and uh, Sean Morrissey from Hamburg who, who are making my job and your job a little bit easier, getting quality players at 11, 12, and 13 years old. And I think that's the difference that even when you played back in, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <What is that? laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I have sneakers
3: older than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have underwear older than that.
1: (laughs) Too much information. (laughs) Um, Rich,
2: I just want to emphasize you said the 26th and 27th. You know, that's August, not September. It's a Friday and a Saturday, and it'll be at Frontier. And uh, especially on a Friday night, it won't be conflicting with football. Saturday, you're going to get the argument with last scrimmage day and all that. But. Friday night the 26th, frontiers a place to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Tony, you guys are open in the season uh with the co- very coaches versus cancer tournament on the same days. Yeah. Helps out a great cause and and you guys go right at it and like you said, there's a big we're going to hopefully sneak up on some people Frontier FC. Hamburg, you you the Bulldogs got a target on their back this year.
4: Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, section finalists the last two years and ECIC two champs. So, you know, we used to come in as the underdog every year and sneak up on teams. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen and not going to fly anymore. So uh, uh, we'll be ready. But yeah, the Sweet Home tournament opens uh, August 26th and 27th as well. For anybody in the North Towns, uh, Scott Martin, coach of Sweet Home, does a great job running that tournament. Uh, It's basically ECIC versus Niagara Frontier. Uh, and there's a ga- uh, big game, 7-30 on Friday, the 26th, under the lights at Sweet Home. Sweet Home plays uh, Niagara-Wheatfield, so they'll kind of open for Section 6, two powerhouse teams going at it, so uh, that'll be exciting to watch. And
1: just got a text in, Nino Marino, St. Mary's of Lancaster, not St. Francis. I misspoke there. Ooh, but no, I thought you St. Mary, Mary. St. Mary got it in, so remember the name, Nino Marino. All right. Let
3: me ask you guys this. Is there big differences in styles throughout the area? I mean, when I watch European soccer no. and I can see the Germany and they're, they're playing it, the long ball, uh, you can see
4: Italy, which more on. of
3: a counterattack. You see Brazil, which is a lot of short passes. Right? Is there a, a it, it, lot of it, different styles? It,
4: it, at this level, 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds, and the, the minimal time, both in football and, and soccer that us coaches have, to really run official practices – the game is more direct at this level, so it 's more north south where you know you 'd see in the English Premier League and some of the college in the Spaniel. higher level it 's more small passing a lot of technical combination play uh, you know at at the high school level, we do it, but like i said the the the, the seasons are so small that it's more of a direct style. Well,
1: that's- absolutely, and that's one of the good relationships that we have. And, and Tony being a multiple-time state championship coach, he knows I'm trying to put a possession-based European style at Frontier FC. And he, you know, the night after our match, you're like, you know, Rich, there's a couple kids that are good. You might want to be a little bit more direct, where I'm trying to play like a premier team without premier players. But what you will find in the high school level, and even the best premier players will tell you, ecic section six it's very physical soccer it is i mean it's not juice boxes and orange slices at this level at all and uh i mean i've had food they finally mentioned
2: well you know just before the end of the show but (laughs) that's
1: one of the things we like to incorporate it's not just a european style it's a common sense style if you keep the ball the other team can't score but i'll tell you tony's Defensive back, I, there's not four meaner guys in ECIC than the four guys that play defense right. for you, and I'm I'm going to have to contend with that on Derby Day.
2: Here we go with that radical stuff. If you keep the ball, the other team can't score. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right, Anthony. Give no, the other team a chance. Over.
1: You're supposed to turn
3: it over. All right, guys, thank you so much, Rich Thanks Kozak of Frontier, Tony Schiap of Hamburg. Thank Best you of luck so much
1: to both of your football clubs. Football, absolutely. Thank you very much. Right.
3: I hope you guys have a good <laughs> on English
1: Derby Day. <laughs> hey, it's going to be Derby Day in Columbus Day Is for an Italian guy that went the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it's going
3: to be a lovely season. Robert. Oh, just with yeah. right, to the bits. <laughs> well, next week we're going to get into football preview. I'm going to give Dick Gallagher a call see if we can get the guru in here and start kicking off uh, our version of football. Thanks to Nate Gary. Thanks to the guys. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports.
2: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys your choice of color starting at just three ninety nine. dollars Ashley's Sleep Mattresses starting at 250. dollars Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum
0: monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.